remote property in northern Utah has been described as a Disneyland of paranormal and supernatural phenomena. Have you guys ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? More than just some window opening into another dimension. Infamously dubbed Skinwalker Ranch. or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental, I don't know, planes that they're building? And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome, everybody, to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Stoll. <laughs> nice guy. I'm Larry. And I'm Alex. There you go. There's the two uh, guest co-hosts in the studio. Um, to follow up on part two of the Skinwalker episode that we uh, we are discussing. Um, first off, again, welcome, guys. Thank you so much yeah, for, thanks having for having us. Thanks for having us again. I appreciate your time anytime. I mean, I, I think it's awesome. Um, for those of you who have listened to uh, episode one of this, part one of Skinwalker, um, damn, I guess that's all I really have to say at this point. Uh, we're about halfway through the trip. And we're going to continue with that. Um, I also want to promote uh, Cold Research Team and what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, at Cold Research Team on Instagram, Cold Research Team on Facebook. Find us <laughs> if you dare. Yeah, I like the voice. So, <laughs> and obviously, you can find us at uh, Strange Juggles on Twitter and all social media platforms and all podcast platforms. So, um, we are going to continue our excursion, I guess is a word for it. We were driving back to camp and we talked about how, I guess, how we all felt because that's the crux that I walked away from this with. The minute we got on the paved road again, just to recap, I. I felt so much better. Yeah, and I, th- I, th- I did. I think that at this point in the story is where it gets, uh, I don't know, interesting, weird, scary. Uh, I feel bad for Al, partly. Yeah. Um, but I think this yeah. is where the story takes a turn with uh, just how much of a, I don't know, I don't know the word to use, but you're, you're definitely a... Uh, a conduit. A conduit for this type of I feel energy like the, activity. I feel like the word conduit is the best word. Yeah. I was trying to overall was, that we can use. I was trying to search. Yeah. Conduit is a very good word. And this is where your conduism um, really starts to take effect. I think I'd, I'll trademark that word, by the way. Conduism. <laughs> yeah. I think the English word for that is like conductivity. No. It's not. No, it is. Anyway. Flag that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to add to real quick, when we got back to site, we had everybody's gear in the back of the Forerunner. One thing that we neglected to add on the first episode was that we were missing gear, and namely a tripod on my side. Mm. Um, never not did find a clever it. nickname. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. So are you saying the size of my penis, sir? Because that would be cool if you did. I think uh, it would just, it was weird because it was, it's in a huge, like a three foot long 
canvas bag. Yeah, it, we it was I, gone. And we definitely searched that area before we left. It's not like we yeah. we didn't leave in like a hurry or anything. Yeah. It was like, all right, guys, time to go. Like yeah, we were, we were creeped out, but it's like, all right, let's go. You couldn't pack have up, pack up a tripod because we were in a five to seven foot area or to ten foot area, right? Around the forerunner, there's no way you could have misplaced. And I'm that. not trying to make a big deal out of it. it. It's just a whole thing. So a little bit of history on the Skinwalker. One of the things that um, the Shermans actually kind of coined the phrase was tricksters. And not only the Sherman, but the Indian tribe, the Utes, but we actually neglect to mention, they would call them the same thing where they would misplace things, move things. He would have farm tools disappear, show up. Put the salt into the pepper, the pepper into the salt. Right. You know, minor, minor things, but just little tiny things to fuck with you. Yeah. To notice. Yeah. Well, well, and also part of the, um, the Sherman story was, uh, there, there was a, a post, uh, you know, one of the one of those tools that y- you pound a post in with post diggers. There you go, post hole digger. Um, yeah. That was up in a tree, well, like went missing. Well, yeah, went missing eight but, to twelve hours prior, and then ended up and in a tree, w- and then was up inside of a tree. I forgot about that story. Which those things are heavy as shit. That's what like, I'm saying. Like how this this. Whatever energy it is, it's moving substantial equipment. Yeah, and that's an, along with another story, too, of his kids when he sent them out for a chore to say, hey, move these fence posts over here. And they did it. And when he came back, the fence posts were exactly where they were right he left where them. they started. And, and they got yeah. their attitude. Yeah. I, I would like to address the phenomenon right now and let them know that they owe Shane 4550 for that tripod. There ain't no shit about that. God damn it. <laughs> if you're listening, Skidwalkers. <laughs> 50 fucking cents. <laughs> don't forget one the from cents. Amazon for about 15 uh, bucks. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a mute point, but at the same time, it, it's something to add to the story because mm-hmm. I, I think it's a- It is. It, it's, you know, it, it's another little pebble in the bucket, I, I guess. I think there's a lot of little synchronicities that- I, Maybe add up in my mind. Maybe don't add up in the story I'm telling, but definitely add up in the experiences that I've that we've had. You know, in 2018 to 2019, like I think synchronicities have a big part to play in it, even though they're very subtle. And even if I myself just notice them. So that's something that I want to recap at the end of this uh, episode here for part two is what we take away from it. When did we realize when the trip was done? And and again, I left a little early because I had to go back to work. But when we look at the expedition in general, with all the days that we were there, I mean, obviously we're in the middle of, it's kind of like when you're watching a play, you know what your line is. You don't know what the other guy's line is, but if you're sitting there watching the play, you understand what everybody's line is because you're watching the play. Where does that come into hand as far as when we walked away and go, oh, shit, we start putting these things together little by little, and it starts building a story. Um, I don't think that really happened during the trip. I think that happened soon after, especially when we all got together and started talking and going, oh, this, 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 like the coyotes. And like the, you know, there's these one-offs, and it all comes together to be a, a storyline. You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's something that maybe at the at the out of this we can cover. But um, anyway, you know, we're, we're back. We're back. We're back at the site. Back and, at base um, camp. Yeah. Where are we at? Where are we at from there? Well, we we get back to base camp. I have my much needed beer. 
after <laughs> Thank staying, you again. staying sober for seven hours, which is okay because I'm not I'm not a booze hound anyway. I, I'm a lightweight. But we got back to camp and we proceeded to go to the dock where we um, had researched last year. It's a great uh, observation point. And within, I think, 15 to 30 minutes of us being there, I pointed out, hey, there it is. There it is. That's that's what we saw last year. And I started recording. And that's something that I pointed out was it's it's an orb, but it it's it was bigger. It in context of the sun and the stars or the moon and the stars around it, it was it was pretty damn big. Yeah. Well and that night we it was just filled with orbs. And then the one I, that I thought was the most compelling, I think, was that night, was an orb bouncing around the sky. Oh, the three? Flashing in and out. One minute yeah. one minute we're over. It's over here in the night sky. You know, We're basically looking up at about a 45-degree angle just in the clear night sky. And there would be a light that would flash, you know, on one end of one end of the sky – then flash on the other end of the sky and then flash at the same time. And then it was moving around and you caught that on film. Yeah. And, and just to note that was, that was the day after the first orb that we caught was not on a tripod, but it proceeded to take the actions as the orb the second day. So the orb we filmed the first day was a, you could see it in the naked eye, but I could also see it in my monocular, and we we tracked it from uh, the left side of the moon to the right. But it proceeded to do what it what it did the second day mm-hmm. is blink out and then start going crazy. Yeah. So which which I have I have a four minute video of the first night, and then I have a twelve minute video and a tw- ten minute video the second night of it. Presumably blinking in and out of reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and just to recap too, a little bit about that too. Like we talked before, um, it was cloudy. Like the first two nights. The first two nights were, you know, you really couldn't see anything. There was nothing the first two nights. Right. We were very frustrated, you know. Right. We couldn't find it. Yeah. When John and and Josh stole, sorry, showed up uh, on Sunday. We were very stoked when you guys drove up. We're like, the night is clear. Now we can actually look at the sky, you know. I guess we should clarify that the first night we're talking about uh, the first night the skies were clear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The yeah, third night of the we, expedition. Yeah. Third night, first night we captured anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was weird how they parted too, because it literally like halfway through the day, bright as you know, bright as bright as can be, everything was gone, and which was great, but at the same time, just kind of I don't know. You know, weird how it all played itself. It was out. a little bit weird how it just kind of parted once everyone yeah. showed up. Well, which I was glad it did. Mm-hmm. Well, and so as we're sky watching that night, we have these lasers, these high powered lasers that will shoot into the sky. That if I showed you a star and I was like, "Hey, stole, check out that star," and I pointed a laser at it, you could tell exactly. Yeah, what I could star? See it all the way to it. Completely. So, Al, you were filming these orbs. And you were like, guys, check this out. And you had your laser and you were shining this orb that was going across the sky. And this and this orb 
dwarfed a star in the sky. Dwarfed the star in the sky. It was almost half, if even three quarters, the size of the moon. Yeah, it wasn't blinking. In the video, you know that I actually captured, but even in real life, it 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 seemed to look that way. You know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an important thing to point out too is uh, we were seeing this with our naked eyes and also recording it, and there were a lot of things that we saw that. Uh, that we caught on film that like you'd see it with your naked eye and then you couldn't see it anymore. But, uh, somebody would have a recording device on it and they could still see it. Yeah. I would have his monocular on it. And he's like, dude, I'm still getting it right now. I'm like, I can't see yeah, it. There, my there, naked there, eye. there was, yeah. there were stretches of time where you guys would be like, yeah, I don't see it anymore. I'm like, guys, it's going fucking nuts in my camera lens right now. And I would shine it with a laser and it just shows how, subtle it is you know what i mean like it's so i have a question in regards to that so i had my 4k action down there i i could see some of the like you guys were saying the beginning of, of what the orbs were what you were saying in your monocular was a little bit more clear when you're talking about the laser and how you shine it on whatever the object was is that when it started to pick up or no i caught it before i even shined the laser on it so being there last year for some reason, I know ex I know exactly when they're there. Like, I know exactly what the fuck they look like and when they show up. And as soon as they showed up that night after, you know, we came down from the mountain, I knew it was that. And I said, guys, right there. It's fucking right there. And I started filming and I started shining my laser at it instantly. And something else to add too, real quick, the um, the flight pattern. So when we talk about other things that it possibly could be, because we covered this last episode, we're going to try to take away of everything that is just might be relevant. And, and if it, it's not relevant, this is what we're going to do with it. There were airplanes out there, but it's not a main. I actually came back after the trip and I looked at the flight patterns of all the airlines that come out of Salt Lake, come out of Denver, because that's kind of where that basin is and where it hubs. There's some planes that fly over that area, but really not a lot for what that traffic is. And it's very relevant where you can find, you know it's a plane versus what something else would be. I mean, we've all seen at least commercial planes in the sky, and we all know what those look like. Yeah. Red and Blinking blue, lights. Red and blue, and, yeah. green flashing lights, you know, just going all over the place. Um, yeah, these orbs, it was bigger than a satellite. Because the satellite looks like a star in the sky, just booking it. Mm -hmm. It yep. was it was thirty times the size of a satellite that you would see in the sky. And solid, 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 way white. bigger. Solid, and that's white. referencing the moon too, because it was right at the very corner. Yeah, have, you can obviously have, we tell. have video of this, like reference to the moon and a star right below it, and it clearly moves. You, yeah, within, you within within, I would say seven to ten seconds left to right to the moon and is obviously moving past the moon it's is, moving past the moon and the stars and in that video it actually captures a plane that i i can whatever uh video editing software i can do to circle that plane i can i can tell you everything in in the sky at that point and that thing that i'm pointing the laser at is 
is not something yeah. that should be there and naturally. Not at all. And if you want to see these videos, we need. I think they are posted on the Cold Research. Team. Yeah, a couple of them are posted at at Cold Research Instagram, but um, they're only a minute videos. So yeah. these these videos are ranging from three to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You edit them down to where you know the highlight points. Exactly. Yeah, and they're out there. And and again, it's one of those things where I don't think any one of us sitting around the studio can say we're not willing to share whatever we see because I think that's really the crux of this. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I want to get into the next day. Like, I mean, we obviously saw a bunch of orbs. We saw we saw orbs dancing across the sky that night. We got footage of it all. But I think there's one important thing to add. Uh, Al kept his ridiculously high-powered laser on, on one that, of those orbs. On that first orb Yeah, that's that what I was trying saw, to say earlier. Yeah, for a very, very long time. So what I'm filming with is a monocular. So I'm looking through my right eye, closing my left eye, looking at it, shining my laser at it. And um, I think... It happened earlier when I woke up that morning after I had filmed that orb and shined my laser beam at that orb. My right eye was almost completely swollen shut and my left upper lip was completely swollen out to to two to three inches. And, and, And let me just say, I was the first one that caught you because I think I woke up five minutes before you did. Yeah. You crawl out of the tent and I fucking looked at you, dude. And it almost looked like you got, it, it looks like it got beat up. Like you got beat up, stung in the face. What I, a- I walked out of the tent, you know, you know, 15 minutes later. And it was a, like, I, I didn't know what I was seeing. Like his whole face was swollen up, like on his eyeball, on his lip. So let's cover these questions. That I asked you first off, what the, are you allergic to anything? Did you eat like these were the first things on the top of my head? Yeah. You know, well, what caused this? That's what I thought when I walked out of my tent later than all of you. Um, yeah, I, I took one look and I'm like, "You are having a serious allergic reaction." That's what I thought at first. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they were they were so concentrated on my right, my right eyelid up upper and bottom, and my left lip specifically. There was no bite marks. And previous, I'm not allergic to anything that I know of that would make me do that. And the previous year had never had an allergic reaction, gotten bitten by plenty of mosquitoes this this year, but nothing that would pinpoint to just my right eye. And my left lip. We should clarify your right eye is what you're looking through a monocular with. Monocular with for at least 13 And your left lip is what you were cussing the aliens with, right? Or smoking cigarettes with. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so that, I mean, that, that's just strange. You know, we, it could be chalked up to just an allergic reaction of an allergic reaction to what? That's anybody's guess. That's what I'm saying. It didn't have a specific bite mark. Stole gave me some uh, Claritin to fucking take my swelling down. But regardless, there was, I don't know. Dude, you look like you got punched in the face a couple times. Yeah, it looked like you literally fell down flat on a rock. up is what it was. It was weird. Well, and from there, from there, Shane had to leave. 
to yep. go to work. I had to go. Yeah, I had to go uh, because, you know, I'm, um, I'm that guy. We we stayed at the campground, and a little later in the day, we ended up getting into the spirit box. Let's describe a spirit box for listeners that may not know what one is, because I, I think that's relevant sure. to a certain yeah. point. Go ahead. Who? Uh, Shane, Shane or Al? A spirit box is basically uh, an apparatus I acquired online that uh, cycles through the FM AM channels at a high rate of speed. One person plugs their headphones into this device, um, closes their eyes, and basically tries to channel into this uh, rapid frequency rate and... uh, basically say whatever word that comes clearest into their headphones at that moment. Yeah. And so I was doing it and there's no way to tell what the hell's going on. Cause it's firing through these stations so much, but you'll be sitting there and you'll be concentrating and just trying to listen to these things. And then all of a sudden you'll hear a word as clear as day, like, Alex, you know, and you're like, and, and, you know, you can't see anything. And so you're just picking out these words. And to me, what I was saying was complete nonsense. And I didn't, I've never done that before. I'd never even heard of a spirit box until I watched the hellier documentary. Yeah. Um, a couple months prior. Well, and that, and that's a great, um, example of how, of how that works. But I felt like when you were doing it, you were not like, you weren't you weren't biased in any way. You were just like this word, this word. I honestly wanted to do it because we were getting a little bored because it's daylight at the camp, and I'm like, let's try this thing out. This sounds fun. This sounds like it'll take up some time because you know I'm just waiting for the damn sun to go down. Really? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, and kind of how you guys set it up too is, and I saw the video, and we're actually play a quick clip here. Um, there were questions being answered around you when you had the headphones on and you were listening to frequencies. And, and that's the whole point, I think. And that was, un- yeah. that was yeah. unbeknownst to me. I didn't, I didn't hear a single word from anybody. Um, yeah. Everything that I was hearing, it was just, yeah. So the way it's supposed to work is you, uh, just ask questions and the person who's on the spirit box has their eyes covered and their ears covered with the headphones and they can't hear what you're asking. And they're just sh- calling out the words that they hear uh yeah i i had the volume on the on through their headphones yeah i had the volume in my uh headphones so loud like all i could hear was literally so like super loud super loud and we didn't have a blindfold no the campground but i just i kept my i kept my eyes closed i promise guys i kept my eyes closed i know you did because i I really wanted to i was watching you the whole fucking time the first 15 fucking seconds you say alex photos and i'm sitting there with a 4k camera trying to record you and then it proceeds to say cigarette which I'm the only one smoking cigarettes at the time there was a, a series of things that were just all I know. I think after a few minutes, Alex, or Alex, whatever. Alex, Alex, Alex. I know. And you, and it was you even directed. took you took it off your headphones, and you're like, "Am I am I getting anything?" And I'm like, "Put them back." Yeah, on. All th- I looked Holy up shit. at I looked yeah. up at all three of you guys, and you're like, "No, dude, put 
put your headphones back on. Keep going. I'm like, okay, because this just seems stupid to and me. That was in the first minute, and I think I threw that up on our Instagram, Strange Uncles Podcast. Yeah. Uh, like uh, when we got home. Yeah. From that. So we talk about conduits, and, and basically that's kind of what the spirit box really is. It's a conduit. It's a conduit for questions being asked. It, it's a checks and balances system in a way because the person performing the spirit box is has no clue about what the outside reality is going on, and we're hoping that the spirit, if that's what we want, I'm using rabbit ears in the studio, that the spirit's going to answer the questions that the other participants are going to ask, and it goes into the conduit. That's kind of the premise of it, and I watch it, dude. Holy shit! I mean, we'll play a clip here shortly, but damn, it honestly put me in a trance-like state almost. Because um, I, I feel like after you keep listening to the stations, keep flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping, and you're trying to kind of concentrate and focus on that flipping sound, like it really does put you into type of. Uh, I don't know if I want to say like a type of hypnosis or a type of trance-like state, but I mean, it definitely like zooms you in because at the very end of all of this, when you touched me, I tapped Larry, you. or when whoever tapped, when you get ta- the fuck out of you, when you tapped yeah, me, like I, I jumped, like I was just like, Oh my God. You can like, tell you're in the zone. And I went, I kind of, I kind of lost all, um, thoughts of, I don't want to say reality, but I just lost all thoughts of, that time outside of where I was, well, like that, where you guys was, were, I was in a completely different space. Yeah. Well, the, and and I saw that for sure. Like all of us saw that you were in a trance mode, and you kind of snapped out of it as soon as that touch hit me. I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah. Well, and and, and they say that the you know this method, the ghost box method, came from people that were studying the Stanley Hotel. Mm, which correct. was the inspiration, yeah. inspiration for the uh, the Shining and all that. Well, uh, Carl Pfeiffer isn't he? That's yeah, right. He's an originator of the Spirit Box. The Spirit, Spirit Box. Box. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And and I think it's legitimate. You know, when you talk about the paranormal circles, um, <laughs> but again, that's another pebble to add to the bucket of yes. that area because there's something more there, something a little bit more in depth of just. The high strangeness. It's another facet well, out of all of it. So, like, by the time we got done with that session, like, we were all kind of freaked the fuck out. Kind of freaked out, but intrigued. As soon as we played it back, that's when I got the overwhelming... I almost started crying, Shane. Yeah, Like, we... I... Dude, Al wasn't right for pretty much the rest of the day. We no, listened to that, and for a good three hours... John Stoll and Larry asked me, do you want to leave? Do you not think we should stay here tonight? Because it didn't fuck me up during, and I didn't even notice it during the session. But as soon as we watched it back, I was like, that's straight up pointing right at me. So what's weird about this is, you know, again, I was had to go in for work, but Stoll texted me and said, hey, the spirit box is saying such and such and such, and I'm not going to say it because it was pretty descriptive. And he goes, what do you think? You're the the ghost guy. And I'm like, get the fuck out of there. If that's what it's saying, that's not good. Well, it was telling us to leave. Get out. And get out or you'll die. die. Be killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it got pretty fucking Violent. weird. 
and it was very very focused on Al. Like every time he lit a cigarette, right? A cigarette. I, I seriously come up, said, you know, was that you last night regarding the Friday night orb sighting, or the Saturday night orb? It was Saturday. Sunday. Night. Sunday. Night. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay, Long regarding, weekend, regarding the Sunday night orb sighting, I said, was that you last night? And John replies, beam, doc. So, so again, let's talk about that towards the end because there's, there might be relationships here that, that we should discuss when we talk about high strangers in general. But, but yeah, that, yeah, I didn't know you guys were going to mess around with that when you were up there. <laughs> yeah. It kind of scared me and I wasn't even there. I didn't think about it until the middle of it. And then that's when I started texting you because I was like, oh, fuck, is this like a Ouija board? Like, do we have to sign out? Do we have to say like goodbye? Well, and that, and that was the thing that we talked about right afterward. Like after the whole session ended, we were like, and and especially uh, Stoll said, do we need to um, kind of close this out in a better way? Kind of like the Ouija board. Different you know vibes. I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To, to mm. be respectful about it. Well, is this a good time to play a clip for everyone? I think so. Let's go ahead and throw that out, and uh, you guys tell us what you think. Stand by. I see habit. Smoking habit? Date me? Dating? Gosh. Josh? What do we need to see? You. Partial. Me. Why do we have to go home? How long? Simpson work. Where do we need Gray. to go? Gray. Gray what? Gray. I don't know. Is something gonna happen to us if we stay here? We're stuck. Stuck where? Nothing. Fuck. How late you look? You better be. Tuck it. You knew. What did we knew? Do you hear me? Yes. We hear. <clears throat> we hear you. It's. Should we take a break or keep going? Little. Little bit more. More little break. 
Should we take a little break? Fuck. Sound. Thank you, goodbye. Yeah, so that's a clip. Um, and, and again, that's a brief portion of the clip. Uh, Al, you had something that was kind of really sentimental in regards to your dad, I think, that we didn't play, but was mentioned during that session. Yeah, so it, it, it mentioned dad three times, and my dad called about 30 minutes later, and my dad never calls me. And again, it wasn't about something serious, but I think the fact that it said dad and he didn't call me and something later that my wife uh, mentioned to me was uh, we lost our son in 2016 to a stillbirth and my wife was just like, what if it was Maddox? What if it was him? Uh. And I fucking, I lost my shit, man. I just started bawling. But like, it just makes sense that that is such the spirit box is such like it's a it's a beacon for everything. So not just one thing was coming through. I think everything was coming through. And the thing that freaked me out is that everything that coming that was coming through was almost directed at me. There was some nonsense in there, but in my opinion it was looking at me. Yeah, I I remember saying some words and I was just like that's a weird word to say. Like that's just that, that I, wouldn't be in your vocabulary, really. I mean, that's just the words I was hearing. But I, like you know, when I was saying "kill," "death." Well, John, Dude. you said you in in a sequence. You said you said eyes, walnut, and sear, and then you said gray about three times. Dude, after that. we were convinced. Like at least I was convinced after all, like, and these were pretty close together. Eyes, walnut. Gray sear. sear, like I was just all the grays. Okay, first, first thing that pops in your head, you yeah. Know, yeah. Like, I mean, because I'm it's obviously a synchronicity, an alien, but, but it's pretty wild. for me at the same time. It's it's like personal. It, I I it don't finds a way to be personal. I don't too. give a shit if it's grays, aliens. I think it's something intelligent that. I don't know, man. I poked at it, and it looked back, and it looked back hard, you know? Yeah. It looked back hard. Yeah. After after that session, um, the whole mood had changed. It did. It got really heavy. Yeah, I wasn't having fun anymore. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and again, I, I shitty, I missed it. Um, we're going to take a second to gather ourselves, guys. Uh, stand by for a promo. Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us gain visibility. You can call us at 801-252-69-45. You can also find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. On Instagram and Facebook, Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates.
Yeah, so um, crazy. I guess the next thing to ask is uh, emotions involved. And you guys tapped on it, but damn. We Yeah, so after we watched the video back and Al's dad called, we spent the next couple hours trying to figure out if we should stay or not. Mm-hmm. Because we got told to leave. We got told bad things were going to happen. Weird shit fucking happened with Al. Uh, most of us did not feel okay. Like, it was like, super understood. God, yeah. I can imagine. And I mean, this is after he wakes up with his face looking like he just got the shit beat out of him. Um, and then all of a sudden, it seemed like all of that was directed towards him. Like, when you showed me the footage, and I was like, just the cigarette thing, or like the Al photo Dude, cigarette. I, like I, I said, I was like, what the fuck? There was one point where I said, can I smoke a cigarette? It said, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was straight it was up split talking second, shit Split him. second, I said, can I smoke a cigarette? It said, you're dumb. At one point, it said, you're white, red dead. Um, You're white, red dead? It didn't respond to any questions I asked. I don't mm-hmm. know, Larry, if it... Uh, mine didn't. Uh, I, I noticed a few moments where it kind of blew me away of just it, it was kind of just pointing alex out is what yeah. i noticed mm-hmm. there was a minute where it started like like throughout actually the conversation i guess it kept saying uh numbers intermittently and i yeah. like for the whole 30 minutes held the number three like three fingers out behind my back mm-hmm. seeing like oh maybe it will call that out and it said five seven roulette and everything from one to ten, that wasn't three. So I said every number that wasn't the number you were holding up? Pretty much. I, like, there might be maybe one other number between one and ten that didn't get said. Hmm. But but there were very specific moments that you said. And, you know, again, obviously, when you were saying them, you, you didn't think that they were specific. But it was like, you know. Alex smoking, blah, blah, blah. you know, like it did yeah. so many things in a row where we were just, and, and I think Josh's video, sorry, Stoll's video. <laughs> we have to differentiate between the Josh. Shows, just everybody knows. Yeah. 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 Shows like, and, and he, he, he would look at all of us going, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, and you were, you were just in there like this, you know, you, you had your, your hands on your headphones and stuff like that. As you should have, but there, dude, there were some moments that were so specific to Al, to all of us, to to everything we were doing. So I have a question that this might be kind of personal, Al. So I apologize if it is, and and we'll take it out if it is too personal. But you, in your lifetime, have you? Do you sense that you experience things like this more than other people, or is this a one-off? Is this just this experience for? that area, what you do, or has there been things in the past? And you don't have to go into elaborate detail, but just for the listeners. Sure. Um, after last year, I think it kind of explains how much I saw this year. Um, I never thought that I was someone that could see things in the past. But I think with these two trips, I've learned that I'm – maybe more empathic than I lead on. I 
Is this scare you? It did scare me more than anything that I've ever had scare me in my life. I would say that's a pretty I mean pretty I, strong yes. I almost freaked the fuck out too. Over over basically nothing, over basically John saying some words. I almost burst into tears for a good two hours before I felt okay, before I knew that I was gonna stay there another night. Okay, so let's start there. What made you, did you all decide you're going to stay there? It, was this a group effort or was it just slowly you all came to a conscious? I think Al just said he was okay and he, he was down to stay because, I mean, I think we spent the next, maybe not four hours, but at least the next two and a half, three hours being like, are you good? Should we leave? Yeah, because we had an alternate campsite we, we were going to go to if we mm -hmm. leave. Yeah, I think um, Moon Lake, right? Yeah, there's yeah. Moon Lake, or we could have went back to Ashley where we were before. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there were a couple of options, but also, um, I mean, he was he was trying to be a, a trooper, you know, like let's keep doing this. You know, everyone wants to be here and do this. But right, I don't mean right? to pry on it either. I apologize no, I, if it's I, overstepping. I, no, it's all. I good. was trying to be a trooper because I wasn't trying to be like, no, I need to leave. But it frustrated me so bad that I couldn't make them feel what I was feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? I know that Stoll kind of picked up and like he quieted down when I quieted down, but like I couldn't express to the three of them what I was feeling and it frustrated me frustrated me to the point of tears. Like I didn't know how to explain it, but it, I felt so fucked up that I wanted to I wanted to throw fists. Like, I was just that upset, you know? Well, and and I have to say, I noticed, um, like, at first, I was like, man, you got freaked out, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really think anything of it. And then the next day, um, once you really explained it to me, and I, I didn't realize it before that, but once you explained it to me, I was like, holy shit, this really affected you. This really affected you deep down. I got and it got I, personal. I yeah, it got personal, and I didn't know that before that time. Yeah, and as human beings, when people get personal or anything gets personal, it's uh, it hits the heart. So with that being said, what's the rest of the night look like? Did you guys end up just going to the dock, or did you go somewhere, or what? So we ended up staying there. We went to the dock, and in my opinion – Shit was popping off. I could see stuff that was looked like stars and disappearing, and even John said that he said that he saw at one point a star appear there and disappear. Mm -hmm. I saw that uh, twice. But I I felt like it was just all around us the entire night. We went to the dock. Nothing really happened, and we we're like, uh, John said it's a calm night. We should just go back and. and yeah, my, I think I was getting hungry too. Yeah, in like, my whole feeling though, I was like. This stuff is all around us right now. We shouldn't give up now. We, we This is the time to film. We went back to the fire. John's cooking me a hot dog. I set my shit up on a tripod. And I'm just like, holy fucking God, Jesus. You don't know what I'm seeing right now. You, you guys don't understand what I'm seeing right now. And this night, I didn't shine the laser on it because <laughs> you it it basically called me out the night before. Yeah, for if you did, I would say, come on, dummy. Don't do that again. I, I had a swollen eye and a lip right, from that right, right. show. I mean, yeah. I said beam dock laser. 
how more clear could that be? I can't I, make that up. I'm the only up. one with no. a fucking Power Ranger lightsaber that can fire <laughs> three miles into the atmosphere. Not funny, but funny. Yeah, that fucking yeah. thing needs a key to turn it on. Dude, your lightsaber is It literally does. Insane. <laughs> like, I literally cannot make that up, and I would not make that up trying to freak you out or freak anybody. Like, you know what I mean? The fact yeah. that I said that blew me away. I was like, yeah. what the... F-? Like, after you know watching it and everything you you were just saying the words that you heard so i mean i'm bus. glad you didn't I, I i think that next night though when it, it was imperative when, when that the we stayed i think it, it's imperative that we weren't scared away and we did make a conscious effort not to fucking flash anything oh, yeah. with a laser at least for like we would just go boop right yeah. there. so lesson learned number one Less, lesson learned yeah. but at the same time i was like how can i hide you know, it already knows I'm here. It already knows that I've made the decision to stay here again another night. So what is it? What What's it going to have in store for me this night? And I think it, it fucking showed itself. I think way tenfold to the other nights. Yeah. You know, like, and no one even else. Like John was cooking me a hot dog. I had it on the tripod. John's like, dude, you're, you're going to need to come get your hot dog because it's burning. I had time to go get my hot dog, put it on a bun, put ketchup and mustard on it, and come back to the same camera, and it was still filming the exact same shit for 13 fucking minutes. And I think this speaks volumes to how this phenomenon can be very personal and how sometimes a group of people can see the same thing but somehow experience it way differently. Like, one person can be scared. Another person can feel calm. And, you know, there's like a, a, an array of mo- emotions that uh, happen. And sometimes it only shows itself to a certain person, meaning you. And, you know, kind of it kind of camouflages itself to everybody else. I mean, I've seen the footage and I did see it. Well, you, you've seen the footage and you've seen it in real life. And I mean, but I, I did like, see it in real life when you're like, no, look. And I'm I like, feel like oh, every damn. time I'm like, no, right there. You no, are guys right there. No yeah. guys. It's up there. I don't know why the fuck I see it. And it fucking weirds me out. The only one I saw with, well, I've seen a bunch of them with my own eyes, but the one that when I just looked up and, I, and we all was that first orb. Ashley national. Yeah. On the first trip that I was like, that thing was Shit as big was as a pepperoni. Crazy. It's the size of a full moon just going so over. so big. Head. But, yeah. You know, so. we, we talk about this, too, and just the whole idea about aliens. And, and, you know, there used to be, in my day, there was three encounters or four encounters. You know, they call close encounters. I, I don't know if you guys know this. Now it's up to, like, seven. And yeah. so it gets more because there's a psychological point to it. And, and a lot of scientists or people that study this see that psychological aspect to it and what it means. And, and I, I don't know, I would venture to say this is a good example of maybe that's exactly what it is. You know, we, uh, as smart as we think we are, we're dumb. There's a lot of stuff we got to know and a lot of stuff we got to imagine an event and be part of it. And I think that's something to be said about it. So I, you know, I, I think maybe you, you know, again, we threw the word conduit out there like four different times on these two episodes, but I, I think it's important to mention, you know, there's something, there's something there. There's got to be to a certain point, you know. There is, and I, th- I think that you know sometimes it picks and chooses who it wants to show itself to. 
Definitely. And yeah. I, I definitely, um, I'm, I believe that idea. I, I believe that Al has something within him that, you know, beckons to these situations, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, we, I feel we've come full circle to a certain point. I, I think now is the time to kind of wrap up with some thesis. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. As um, far as where we're at, what we're doing, that, that was a trip. I mean, obviously, you know, I wasn't there for the end of it, but between where we started what we went through with the dock, the noises, going to Skinwalker, the spirit box, your experiences, Al, everything wrapped up into where are we at now? Well, you know? I mean, I want to talk about the trip home for just a second. Like when we packed up and left the next morning, like, dude, we were both exhausted. I was beat. Yeah. Like we had to stop on the way home and it's not that long of a drive. So are mm -hmm. we actually, yeah. That's yeah, like, what, like three hours. And right. I party when I camp, when I'm not doing stuff. Yeah. We weren't like this. Yeah. We weren't partying super hard. I should have come home from that trip feeling great, but I was exhausted. And when we did get home, I slept for like, uh, almost a day and a half. I was going to say, I came home a day earlier. I had to get back down to the site for a meeting at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I barely made it. But when I was done with that and I got to the house, I was just done. And the wife was like, what's wrong with you? Like, I I, I, don't, I don't know. There's something know. about that place that there's, I don't know, an yeah. energy yeah. or a vibe. It, 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 it takes it, energy from you. Um, I got to say, the first time that we went there last year, Way more than this year. Um, it's 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 very it, it's it's very material. It's very palpable. Like uh, it took my energy away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, just yeah. even just driving yeah, yeah, there, yeah, borrowed it. getting out of the car and looking at the signs. Like that's all I had to do, and it was very like, ugh, it takes that energy out of you. So let's talk about that real quick for a wrap up. This is something that I wanted to uh, I wanted to address, and you know, obviously, high strangers covers a huge category of things. Everything from UFOs to Bigfoot to ghosts to whatever we want to weird talk about. Um, on a trip like this, where it wasn't just it wasn't just what you see in the sky, but it's how you feel. It affected you emotionally. Obviously, we all felt it. You know, um, shadow people, other things. What's your guys' viewpoint as far as how that all comes together? Does that make sense? Like, I, I think in the past, people would separate it. You know, like it's this, it's a UFO phenomenon or it's a, a paranormal phenomenon. It's a cryptid phenomenon. Well, when you put everything together into a basket. I think, uh, man, I was just listening to Mysterious Universe today. And they were talking about something along the lines of, and I mean, I'm just, I'm going to describe it super shitty right now, but it's like the UFO phenomenon is a ghost phenomenon and yeah. the ghost phenomenon Thank you. is a UFO one. phenomenon. It's all in one. It's, right. It's all, it, it, it's something that we just can't wrap our mind around, but it is similar and it, it shares a similar path. And it's, it's all together. Yeah. It's all part of the same thing. Um, and there are a lot of different reasons why it might be like on that episode they were talking about how maybe ufos travel travel interdimensionally and they just sometimes leave the door open yeah they haven't closed and the door yet 
They open the door and they don't yeah, close and it. Weird other like, shit comes through. But also like poltergeist phenomenon usually starts happening to people who have like close encounters of what the third or fourth kind, you know. Correct. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually there are studies that that is a well the, a fine. the yeah, yeah. Um uh alien encounters most of the time include poltergeist phenomenon. Yeah, right. Up. Why do both of those things interact? You know, yeah. Why are they because similar? Because somehow it is the same phenomenon. I know there's a lot of people that want to be in the ghost camp, and a lot of people want to be in the that. alien it's all camp. The same thing. Yeah. And a lot of people want to be in the cryptid in camp. Opinion. Yeah. Um, I think it's all the several sides of a different, like twenty-sided die. It's, mm. it's that we do not understand this side of reality. Yeah, it's a Ruby's Ruby's cube of sort. I think it really is. Um, and I do want to. We keep talking about close encounters and everything. And uh, Doctor J. Allen Hynek is the one that came up with the close encounter scale. So it's one through six, and I think they have added a seven and eight yeah. um, after it. But I kind of just want to skim across one through six, um, just because we keep talking about we reference it, it. But we yeah. keep referencing it. So I kind of just want to do a quick recap on close encounters. Um, so there there's one, two, three, four, and five, five and six. So close encounters of the first kind is nocturnal lights. These are wacky lights in the night sky that move on like planes or planets, most often red, blue, orange, or white in color. This represents the largest group of UFO reports. Close encounters two: daylight discs. These are oval metallic flying objects that are visible in the daytime. They've been said to disappear with astounding speed. Close encounters of the third kind. Radar visual cases. These are significant blips on radar screens that coincide with visual reports. Close encounters of the fourth kind are close encounters of the first kind, CE1. Close encounters 1. This is when a UFO is within 200 yards, but it doesn't interact with the witness or environment. Close encounters of the fifth kind is... Close encounters of the second kind, this is when a UFO actually interacts with the environment, whether that be leaving physical evidence on the ground, on animals, or on humans. And close encounters of the uh, sixth kind is close encounters of the third kind, Spielberg alert. This is when occupants of a UFO, humanoid or otherwise, are seen. So those are the six classifications of close encounters um, by Dr. J. Allen Hynek. And so I think we experience a lot of we definitely experienced close encounters of the first kind, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe, to add to that. Maybe uh, of the, what's the physical kind, fourth or fifth? That's a new one, actually. So that's something I was going to cover. Uh, in close encounters of the seventh kind is where it comes into the psychological realm. And that's something that's new, really with abductees that have felt it and they said it. Or, or the, the, you know, the space brothers of the 70s, you know, people... Like the, there's there's either abductees or there's um, contactees. Contactees, right. exactly. Right. Um, mm. Where the, it was either something positive, like "Hey, you guys are fucking up your planet, stop," yeah. or it's "Hey, we're going to uh, experiment on you." Yeah, and I think that can all be wrapped up in the in the sixth kind, okay. um, because that is when you see occupants of a UFO or something. But yeah. I mean, that could even be, you know, we're talking about UFOs or ghosts, ghosts or UFOs. You know, when you yeah, see it, where, where they land, when you yeah. see a ghost, 
you know, like, oh my God, that was, I saw a lady from the 1800s wearing a brooch and carrying a dog walking down the hall. Like that could, can be considered, I think, to be a close encounter of the sixth kind. Yeah. You know, the, the jury's out on that. And I, I think a lot I mean, of that is energy. I mean, that, and it's know? totally up for debate. Sure. But. Sure. But when we talk about bridging them together, I'm all for saying, I think all for one and one for all, because when you talk about high strangers, I, I, I really think there's something like that. There's an interesting research I read yesterday, actually, that uh, they interviewed, um, I think, 245 abductees or people that say they experienced something where they were you know, into a spaceship. Um, and they asked them, would you want to experience it again? Or would you want never to have anything like that happen to you? 82% of them said that they would do it again. So when we talk about this thing where there's bad experiences, say, for example, Travis Walton, you know, he talks about it. He speaks on it. He obviously was not a good experience for him, but he's out there putting that information out. And, you know, something be said about that. Um, I think there's one of the guys from Travis Walton's crew that keeps going up to the abduction site where that event took place. Oh, wow. And he keeps frequenting it, trying to contact, yeah. trying to make Recreate some type of, yeah. trying to make some kind of contact because I mean, essentially that ruined his life or, you know, fucked it up for the very, of course it did. And yeah. I think maybe yeah. he's looking for some, some more validation or like, Hey, I want to, see whatever that is. I, I'm not um, crazy. Yeah. I'm not you know. some, yeah. Some type of validation right. to where he isn't right. crazy. Right. Yeah, man. I don't know. I've heard, which is heartbreaking kind oh, of to God. think about. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. Like you, you'll just always feel that need to like make it real. It'll never yeah. go away. I, and that's the thing. It will never go away. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't and think there's I anybody, him, I would feel the same way. I don't think there's anybody in the studio right now that says that, uh, we don't not believe the people. Some of you like Travis Walton. I, I'm sorry. I listened to him speak. I shook the man's hand. I, why is he making a story? It, it just doesn't make any sense you know, to me. I don't and believe Al, your thing. Is, and, I don't believe that he's making up any of it Yeah, I, I'm almost all the way done with Fire in the Sky. And after reading that book, I'm why? 100% convinced. I mean, I was convinced before. But after reading that book, now I have kind of the knowledge and ammunition to really, truly believe that what he's saying is right. the truth. So there is one point in the book where you're not quite done with the original chapters, but um, he tells you to stop and read the appendix and then go back to the book. Oh, you're talking about that. Mm. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if that's what you're asking. I, but Well, no, I was making a joke about the motorcycles when he spoke at the uh, UFO festival. But, you know, oh, there's that, I, well, I too. Was, I was... Zoned in on the book, yeah. <laughs> yeah so pissed off. I, that fucking fest. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I don't know. I've like heard of a lot of negative experiences that I. it's wild to me that 80% of people would be like, fuck yeah, I'd do that again. I was surprised. I, I really was because when you think about it too, there is a lot of negative. But then again, it, even though it's negative, it, in a, I, I guess the way I look at it as, as a human being that – thinks that this is all that we are, even if it was a negative experience that happened, it means that there's something out there. There's validation. It was different. Even enough. if it was awful yeah. for you. And and I think that's where maybe the high percentage comes into play with. I yeah, I don't know. You know, that's kinda how I I took it, but could be wrong. 
Sure. Yeah. But anyway, um, damn, I guess I've said that once or twice before. Does anybody have anything to follow up on? Because, yeah, wow. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Well, I just think this place is, it's an actual, it's an actual place. Like it's an actual, it's an actual feeling when you get there. It's not just hearsay or stories or fables. Go there your fucking self. That's what I have to say. You're not going to know what's out there until you experience it yourself. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. And I think we uh, are start planning another trip out there because I don't think there's too many not trips going out that way. Yeah. You know, it seems like every single time that we're in that area, you know, again, I've been there twice. You get guys been there twice. I was really quick on the first visit, but this one here on this time frame is um, we really want to take time to make sure we tell the story because there, there's a lot to it. Um, again, you know, if you want to actually really go back to the history, hunt for Skinwalker, uh, call me Keller. Keller. I know I pronounced it wrong when I said it. Um, and actually George Knapp too is uh, one of the writers of the book. The documentary Hunt for Skinwalker came out in the 2018. Really well produced. Um, also, also the, uh, the documentary by, uh, Jeremy Corbell was a very good documentary, uh, by the same name. Um, and yeah, just go check it out. Honestly, the first time I went out there, me and Alex and, uh, John went out there the first time and it was very eye opening. It was palpable. It was very, um, amazing how, how much energy this area has so very amazing and actually when we got done um doing the skinwalker thing we had stories we actually talked about doing dugway for example that's another place utah is full of just weird shit i hate to say that but there's some really weird stuff in a really close proximity dugway is my next feel weird about saying it (laughs) dugway is literally my next thing dugway is next i you know what i want to co-op again with you guys i think we all should i i think it's awesome um, go ahead. Promotions, you know, for you guys, uh, at cold research team on Instagram, cold research team on Facebook lights, lies in the lizard man at uh Podbean. We only have one episode up, but there's more to come and yeah, there's our, you know, there's our plug for our amateur research team. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually it's pretty good. Um, on our side, you can find our website, mystrangejuggles.com. We have write-ups on there. We have all of our podcasts on there and you can contact us on there as well. You can call us 801-252-69. Yeah! 45. It's getting too much. It's getting too much. <laughs> but not, you can call us and much. see. Uh, that's our, our hotline and you can call us and see uh, whatever. You can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. You can find us at all podcast platforms forms and uh, social media yeah social media we've got uh facebook and instagram strange uncles podcast and uh at twitter at strange uncles it has been fantastic i appreciate guys coming in and thank you for uh, having us thank you so much guys can't wait for the next adventure love strange unc- unkies can you can call us unkies <laughs> if you want <laughs> on that note
I don't know. I just 